Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Hello, and welcome. Welcome to Feel This. So glad to be back here. So glad to see you, Jess. And I'm so also excited and glad to be back here with you, dear listener, for another installment of Feel This. <laughs> I guess. Hi. Yeah, I'm really excited and happy to be here today. Great. Me too. Let's start with our meditation. We'll do a short presence grounding experience that will sort of set the tone and guide us for the rest of this episode. So all we're doing here is just bringing awareness to our breath as we find it in the moment. Letting our body be, letting our thoughts be, not trying to stop or change anything. Just just bringing awareness to sensation of air coming in through the nose. You don't have to alter your breath at all. Just noticing it. From here, we're going to shift our awareness directly to awareness of our senses, which is a very important skill in the realm of healing, self-awareness, awakening. Just bringing awareness here to our sense of hearing and sound. Noticing the experience of sound in the environment you are in. And bring some awareness to our sense of vision. Notice how your sense of vision, when you bring awareness to it, might get a little bit brighter. Especially if you have your eyes closed, you'll notice that when you bring awareness to your vision, that darkness seems to kind of brighten up a little bit. And that brightness is our awareness itself. A light, luminous quality. We're just 
going to skip to our interior section. It's a really important skill to be able to feel inside your body. So we just start by bringing awareness to the belly. And just noticing as you bring awareness there, you start to become more aware of sensation there. Noticing any little sense of movement. It's allowing that sensation to get bigger in your perception. So we're going to kind of leave this as our awareness anchor point. Just being grounded in the awareness of the belly. And as we shoot up into our heads and mental images and words come in, which they will, because we're going to invite them in, that's all welcome. But when you notice it, you notice you've lost awareness of your body and your belly, just simply bring, bring that back. Simply include it. You don't have to stop thinking. Center your awareness back into the belly. And nothing to do there, but just feel the belly. And so from this place, I'm going to invite you and myself and Jess to check in with who and what is alive in you right now, the you that pressed play on this podcast, and the we that hit record. What emotional energy was present for you, is present for you in your life? Notice the thoughts that come along with that. Does this experience, does the awareness of it seem generally positive? Does it seem generally negative to you? Somewhat kind of neutral. Kind of an interesting, even just to question what does it mean to you to decide whether your emotional experience inside is generally positive or negative. I'm just taking in what's here. And again, as a little exercise, taking a moment to acknowledge in yourself, to yourself, what you are aware of in this exploration. What did you notice? This is like active listening with yourself. You are hearing, just receiving what's happening inside you, and then acknowledging it within yourself. And then noticing what the experience of that acknowledgement's like. Now, it, it may be completely unique to you, but you might experience something that I regularly experience, which is a sense of grounding. That when I speak inside and say, I see you're feeling excited. And I just say that. I say, I see that you're feeling excited about XYZ, or you're feeling sad about XYZ, whatever it is. 
just feeding that back in a short sentence and breathing into that. What I notice is an energetic sense of solidness, of ground. Of, okay, this is the ground. This is where we are. And I know this in myself. It's also a felt sense experience of self-knowledge. And it has an at least good or satisfying type quality of experience, self-knowledge, self-awareness, congruence within ourselves. All right. Hi, Jess. All right. If we had had that meditation being videoed, viewers would have watched me being very fidgety and opening my eyes and moving around. It was a kind of hard to settle in. I came in with a lot of mental excited energy. And then as I started to settle in, my cat started rattling the bottom of the sink, which is her way of saying, I would like some water, please. So nonetheless, I got a lot out of it. It's very cold here where I am. And so I have this like heat pack on my belly. So when we moved to the belly in particular, I was really tuned into my, yeah. So shall I, shall I go ahead and check in? And okay. A couple things that I'm bringing today. One is that I've had some awarenesses. This is actually being recorded the last day of January. And I have been mentally preparing for February, which is a hard, tends to be kind of a hard for month for me. And it, in a lot of ways has come early, but I had some awarenesses of how February for me energetically relates to attachment and lack of attachment. So, so anyway, I won't get into that, but I'd love to share some about that. And then I've been thinking about talking about why it's challenging for me to like bring up personality systems in here, like this whole idea of talking about things that you know the other person may or may not be interested in. So even talking about talking about it, it seems kind of interesting. And I spent the last week going through the most kind of like personal photos and, and things from my aunt who died a couple of years ago. And somehow I ended up with her kind of most important things and she was the keeper for her family. So that's been a really rich experience to find birth certificates and death certificates and, you know, marriage licenses and photos from great grandparents and all kinds of things. So that's been quite an interesting experience and maybe I could share a little bit more about that. So that's what I'm coming in with. And I'm feeling really excited about all of those content pieces. Like they feel like just full of I just feel full of curiosity and interest and, and the want to, to share. And it's like bringing new toys. So that's me. Yeah. Mm. It feels good to hear. I'm excited to talk with you about what you're bringing here. 
Let me see what's here for me. Well, I'll talk through it because it's still unfolding. It, put simply, the I just came back from Maui. I spent eight days there with my partner. It was a wonderful eight days. So I am broadly in this transition period where for that eight days, our relationship is so present. It's so really wonderful experience for us. We have some a lot of deep intimacy. We talk, we have good food, good sex. We, we, we really get into the relational experience. And it's certainly far and away the most conscious, loving, mature relationship I've even conceived was possible. So I'm in this space of being in that realm and then coming back to my home here and wanting to consciously, typically these transitions are rougher for my partner. My parts, her parts fall more, speaking of the attachment cycle, her parts fall more on the anxiously attached and my parts fall more on the other side. I'm more of the one who disconnects for safety. When I'm too, I'm like, okay, I need to go away from relationship. And her system is the, the one that's like, I feel dysregulated, come closer. Right. So in that transition, sometimes that can be hard because my system goes to, I forget all about the relationship and I just get lost in my own world which can look like security because I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm not like complaining about anything, but I've disconnected essentially unconsciously. And there's lots of roots to that. So I'm been paying more attention or wanting to pay more attention to that in the transition because usually that's where it gets difficult or some challenging emotions come up. So that's where I am now, mostly here with kind of a curiosity around that. And there's lots of stuff floating around in my life around creativity. I feel very excited about the posts you've made for the for Instagram. For Instagram, for our podcast. I feel very excited and proud of those that you made those. They they are, they live in my mind. You know, sometimes <laughs> I just close my eyes and I just see the image you created and the words that you picked. And they sit with me. So I feel good about that. So I, that was also in my energy. That's also part of that creative expanding, expanding of creativity. And there's a co-creative process that's here between us that we make this podcast. We, we come together here. We, when we say make this podcast, I'm unpacking that a bit. We, we come together here. We 
open ourselves up to something that we don't know what it will be. And we we make some break choices in our creativity here to be transparent and to be vulnerable with each other in the recording. And then it's really neat to do that, get in the flow of doing that. And now you're practicing this new aspect where you're creating a graphic and picking a, a quote that goes with it. And it feels really joyful to just sit back and just look at what's unfolding. Okay. That's, that's what I got. Hmm. That feels really good. Thanks for sharing about the the graphic. I'd, I'd been doing my thing there and I saw you liked it, but that's the first time we've really talked about it or whatever. So that feels warm and fuzzy. Also, I have a, I'll show, show you Frank There's a kitty cat who's perched on the corner of the desk behind me purring, which is also warm and fuzzy, the very definition of warm and fuzzy. And yeah, all of that feels good. And a part of me was like, as I was listening, felt some curiosity at the idea of how, what you're coming from, what's sort of present and alive, not so much as a content forward piece, although I'm sure it could be, but more as like the the relationship with Wendy coming back from eight days, awareness of your system, how all of that, you know, just a curiosity at how all that might sort of live in the background of whatever else we might talk about, you know, and be here. Felt good. Can I jump in real quick? Of course. One awareness, just as you said it, was it feels less at a content level, although, like you said, we could talk about the content of that at an emotional energetic level for me there feels this greater sense of safety in the relational space so in my rational mind the words that, that i'm putting onto it is okay i spent this time where just super comfortable in relationship being intimate working through just a felt sense of confidence of relational confidence that's what i've would mostly feel relational confidence. So what that inspires in me here is a sense of, oh, I I can go wherever. I have a brightness towards places. Like I have a particular urge to move towards you talking about personality systems. And because you have a little skittishness around it, because I have parts that have judgments about it or like they're closed off to, some parts are closed off to it but I'm not at all. And in fact, I'm even more open to exploring that area because there's some interesting edge to it because I have a part and you have a part. And I, I think that can be incredibly rich. And I, yeah, I want to learn more things, right? So, and I have a curiosity, deepening curiosity about what, why, what those parts of me are about that have closed offness to certain things. So in, but, and that's an example of the former, what I was saying about relational safety, there's even greater confidence to be like, Oh, we could talk about that. Right. There just feels, I'm not worried about that. Or I don't, that, that, yeah, there feels like a lot of relational safety in my system. So that feeds over to here. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like in relational confidence, I like that phrase, in that space that all relational happenings are full of possibility, like, which is just such a, to me, such a a mirror, a parallel with parasympathetic, that the parasympathetic energy is like something that might've felt like a dead end if we were in sympathetic or dorsal. Suddenly the dead end is secretly a door or seven doors. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciated you naming the whole dynamic of your part and my part, my part being skittish, your part having some maybe defense and then your curiosity about that part. And then even just the phrase, I have a part who's not into personality systems, but I'm totally open to them. And it just made me like this impish smile of like, there are so many people in the world that would say that that sentence made no sense because... (laughs) then who are you? Which one, you know, and that it makes perfect sense in this space. And the neat layering that there's personality systems as a content, but then there's just the relationship of our parts to that content and to each other around that content. Like there's just so many layers. It's, it's wonderful. Okay. Before we jump into that, I'd like to name my awareness because it just happened yesterday and I'm excited about it around February. February. All right. I feel like we should have a sound effects like blah, 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 blah. So a quick background. Um, I know that like seasonal affective disorder is a thing and a lot of people, you know, have a relationship with that. And I've wondered about it, but it's never really felt like a helpful explanation. You know, it's never, it's like, okay, maybe that's a thing, but it's just never, I don't know, resonated with me. But what I know is that every February, even it doesn't matter if January is going great or not. It just like, it hits me. I'm like, oh my God, like everything starts to close in around me. And it, it's like, I got to use all the tools I have and I regress and I struggle with a lot of things. And I've known that for a long time and about maybe five or six or seven years ago, I started to notice that I have a, a similar thing that happens in August where I'm like, F everything. This sucks. I hate the world. I hate my, my brain space. And, and so this past August, I had an awareness that what happens for me in August, and maybe I talked about it on the podcast here. I don't remember is that everything starts to feel, and and let me just back up and say that I feel like these are two sides of the same coin. So my awareness about August has helped me to understand February, maybe. So in August, everything for me just starts to feel kind of closed in. And August feels like chaos, like all the, everything's growing into everything else. Like there are no boundaries. It feels overwhelming. I think psychologically, it feels like kind of like being smothered relationally. Are there words for that? Are there like terms like meshment or meshment? But smothering feels like a really good term. Yes, I mean that that's a word that's a relational word that feels pretty strong when when people feel in relationship they feel smothered by another. That's that's a really powerful term. And a meshment seems to me to to be a little less hot in its emotional language. It seems a little yeah. bit old scientific and an, uh, almost an analysis of what's happening when two systems that's it, that seems to be 
mm-hmm. two system that there is an enmeshment between the two and smothered by feels a little bit more in the drama triangle where there's yes. doing the smothering but it's got that hot layer of emotionality that yes yes so that's that's great yeah so so smothering is what august feels like to me and of course it's hot here in kentucky it's really hot and humid it's hard to go outside and all the plants start to grow into each other and what i realized was how much that energy really affects my system and so i i figured some things out that i could do practically to deal with it yay August, I have tools, I can get through it. So now we come to February, which is exactly on the other side of the year. It's exactly six months apart. And what I realized yesterday is that February feels to me like a complete alienation, aloneness, separate. It's like, it's like a total loss of attachment. It like embodies Mm. the feeling of being what what other words are there alienation isolation like Mm -hmm. what is that total loss of attachment like yes segregation annihilation maybe even more than alienation Mm. like being out in the cold of space and so even when people are accessible technically i notice that i have trouble reaching out i feel like shame and all these things that separate us from people. And so just having that awareness yesterday, what happened is I had been doing all the things I had been, you know, getting lost and caught up in my phone. And every time I would put my phone down, that feeling would come in and it was like, I got to get away from this. And so once I had a name for it, I set my phone down and I just immediately I burst into tears. It wasn't like I was thinking anything. It was just like all this pent up feeling of aloneness just sort of burst out. It was more like a physical, like, ugh. And then I was able to kind of like have some choice in my day. It didn't go away completely, but I didn't feel totally reactive and compelled to just keep grabbing my phone as the only tool I could find for sort of numbing out from that that feeling. And I know a number of people who struggle with February and it just makes me wonder if there's something seasonally in that, you know, that, so anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to pause and see either emotionally or intellectually what's coming up for you. So my response, what I noticed inside myself was one, the first thing is something that very subtly looks for a pattern and it's a relational pattern meaning oh where where do i experience this because i don't necessarily experience i do to some degree in terms of february or august but not as strongly as you do so but the first pattern that i went to was around cycles and the biggest place where i have cycle relationship is with wendy because wendy has pmdd which is premenstrual dysphoria disorder which is like premenstrual stuff to the exponential power it's it's not even the same in the same range and we could talk about that sometime or not but that's a big part of the cycle of our relationship and in fact 
one of the reasons why this trip might have been so especially good was she didn't have her cycle for the first time. I think in the last like five times or four times we've been together, some portion of our time together has been through that. And that it becomes the the focus. We we navigate around that. We have a relationship through that, but it can't be ignored. It's it's just this huge aspect. So it was really interesting without that, what that's like to get a sense. And so my mind was looking at like, oh yeah, the power of cycles. And then so what's the same, right? How things how cycles affect become the rising tide of our emotional grounding and what how we navigate through that so what's the same that's the same what's different well these are long cycles these are long one year cycles that you're talking about and these are short these are monthly cycles so an interesting different curiosity about how looking at cycles that are around a month are different from a year Right. And then as you went into it more, there was something that as you were talking more, I was starting to drop into a kind of listening at the a deeper level. We're talking about boundaries is a lot of where you were talking about in August, the sense of chaos, enmeshment, a lack of boundaries, mm. which is kind of when you put things on the emotional spectrum, we have on one side enmeshment and one side complete disconnection. So on one side, it's overly connected. We don't have good differentiation. So this relates to Dan Siegel's work. He talks about systems being healthy, and this is in internal systems as well as external systems, when you have strong differentiation. The, the, the systems are differentiated, but connected. So they, they, they're not enmeshed. They have separate jobs, they have separate roles, they they have separate identities, but they're well-connected. Information travels freely between them. There's a kind of often a peer structure. I don't think he speaks to that, but differentiation with connection leads to healthy systems. That's That's kind of the basic idea. So that's now on one extreme, August, you've got no differentiation. You've got enmeshment. Everything's growing onto everything else. It's chaotic. You can't see anything as an individual. You can't make it out. It's all a mash, a wash. Now, and it's there's a there's a burden form of that where it feels like ah, you know, enmeshment, like ah, too much. But in this extreme form, you feel like you are can be being smothered if you're trying to stake an identity. The healed aspect of that, the higher sense of that is is a kind of unitary unitary experience. We it says all one. We are all one thing. There is no true differentiation if we're looking at all as one, right? So it's the unitary consciousness experience. There is no differentiation. There is no boundary between you and I. We all just vibration. We're all right. So that so I'm thinking about it in terms of. It's healthy perspective, it's wisdom, it's and then also and it's burdened aspect. So when it's burdened, it feels enmeshment, feels chaotic. It's not healthy for relationships to be overly enmeshed. It's not doesn't feel like a satisfying experience in a garden when you can't see anything because everything's overgrown. Right. And then on the other side of that's one side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum, you've got 
the opposite side of that over separation, the lack of connection. There's no connection. The, 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 the pathways of connection are literally frigid. They're so cold that nothing is moving between this, the, the distinct areas. And so life doesn't happen either. There's no, without that movement, without that interconnection. So it's the extreme version. When you have a healthy system, that unhealthy version of that, it's just clean boundaries. I'm separate from you. We have strong differentiation. That's the healthy version. The, the extended version is disconnection, which is exactly, that's funny because that'll be, that's kind of the theme of my transition with Wendy, where my parts go into February, right? Yeah. <laughs> And it's not necessarily that cold as ice, but it is a separateness. My system just tends to lose track of Wendy. I just I just become internally focused. And her system is more like, I want to go back to that where we were so connected. So those become a little bit polarized. Her system moved back towards August in my system. Yes. Let's go by February. <laughs> so those are all the content intellectual level kind of musings on that. My feeling sense is excitement. I feel yeah, a low level excitement, kind of a joy at finding patterns. And then being able to like see all this stuff that comes out in me, all the little pieces of things I know. And just to chip in at a meta level, and there was something I read recently that was like the, I think they called it the curse of knowledge. That might be a little, that might not be exactly what they called it, but essentially it is the, the, the aspect that when you know something, you really don't, the more, the more well you know it, you really don't know that other people don't know it you kind of take it for granted and you don't really know the value of what you know because of that so i'm thinking about that in terms of what's coming out here and just beginning to see our dialogues afford you and i a chance for us to see oh what we know <laughs> and also what we don't know so that was a little meta level so yeah see what's coming up in you yeah i feel a playful, joyful excitement, the excitement to have you engage with the content feels like playing. And it's like I brought something and I passed it to you and you played with it and passed it back. And that feels good. And I love patterns and systems and seeing how many things sort of fit neatly into this August, February frame and the, the fundamental value and I'm failing at words here, but the, the bigness of differentiation and connection, you know, just how fundamental it is to our well-being of those two pieces and how for me, you know, I had relationships in my family with a person who I had trouble with different differentiation. I'm not going to say who or anything just doesn't feel right. But just to say that I had one family member who overwhelmed me frequently, and I had a lot of trouble to create a sense of space 
from that person. And then I had another really important person in my family who I never could quite connect with, you know, always felt like they were moving away from me. And so I can imagine that that's why these are, you know, each one has such resonance with me. And it, you know, makes me want to do some anecdotal research to talk to people and say, you know, like, do you have a relationship with these times of year? And does it, you know, fit? I probably won't do that. But yeah, so that's, that's what's coming up for me. I am interested to hearing your excitement about patterns, ideas, I have a cautious interest, only cautious in the sense of I don't want to get lost in the kite energy. I don't want to lose that groundedness that we connected to in the meditation. It might be a good place to return our awareness to the belly and the body. And with that, with that groundedness, I am excited to hear about and interested and curious to hear about the typology or the system that you were bringing up in your check-in, your energy around it, or even just the feelings you had about, and including, especially maybe, including your apprehension about bringing it forward here. And this could be a really great modeling, right? Because we know we know relationally between the two of us that there's some content here that's a little a little delicate, not terribly, but a little. You've named, you have some parts that have a little fear about bringing something forward. It's a really important place. There will always be somewhere in your relationship, someone will be feeling something that they will feel inclined to share with you or would like to share with you, but you or them feel fear about sharing that concern about how that will unfold what what will arise in the conversation what the other person will feel and what your system might feel in response to what the other person feels and how that will impact your relationship your day all of that so this is a this is a good modeling opportunity when you know one when You and I have this connection here. There's a lot of trust here. I'm thinking about with, I'm comparing it to my relationship with my partner. The the feelings can get more intense, so we're more cautious. But so when there's something that is like this on the table, we're pretty mindful and careful about how we approach it, when we approach it, how much time we give space around it to address it. I'm complete, and I'm really curious how you're responding. Yeah, I'm seeing the through line between the February stuff and this is this differentiation and connection that you brought up. I think you said Dan Siegel writes about this. Yeah, I'll try to I'll put a, a link in the show notes. So yeah, I have been noticing just generally in my life that this hiccup of I'm excited about a topic and how that affects my parts that want to figure out how to talk about it in a way that the person I'm talking to will find interesting. 
And then my focus, because you know, so I'm noticing that pattern in me that I'm thinking, how do I talk about this to this person so that they, you know, I can kind of get them hooked. I can, and, and then in that, I'm sort of leaving the thing I'm excited about, you know, I'm not fully embodying my own experience. How active is that? In, in in this. So you're you're talking about what's happening here, but if we made it a little more specific to you and I, I'm appreciating the meta level. And I also want to keep the 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 concrete level between you and I. And I'm curious. Yeah. How far down that road does that go here? Do you notice that those thoughts are present? Like, how do I get Frank interested in this? Yes. What's the point sure. ideas? I'm curious, does it get to the place of actually coming up with a, an idea about how to get me into it? Well, I remembered, and I'm, I, a minute ago, I was I had a part that was trying to remember the specifics, that last podcast, last recording. I brought up something about the Enneagram, oh, about yeah. their pain, the relationship with pain and suffering, and how each one has a different relationship. And, and you had a spark of curiosity and interest. And, you know, part of me understands this is just like good relationship skills. Right. right. It's like I'm looking for the Venn diagram where my interest and your interest overlap. I mean, that's that's part of the deal. Yeah. And noticing. So, so that was a specific example with the Enneagram. And the other thing I've been thinking about is in relation to talking about it here is because I don't want to get lost this is not a podcast to teach people about personality systems or about a specific personality system necessarily, right? It could be easy to get lost in the content and kind of lose our way from our intention for this space. And that's not what I want. My sort of deeper hope or intention is how do I stay connected to what I find meaningful and exciting even when I can see a moment in you where you might be like, eh, I don't really care about that, right? Because what happens for me is I have parts that are like, he just said he didn't care about us and what we find meaningful, right? They just go straight to that. And I'm, I'm naming all of that just to kind of talk about the larger relationship dynamics that most people I think could really relate to. So what I've been thinking about, that's not about a specific personality system, just to talk about talking about is I've been asking myself, why are personality systems so exciting to me? You know, because that's something that is sort of a baseline. It's me owning what matters here for me in the content rather than sharing a piece of content with you and looking for you to be excited about it, right? That's like a pass fail sort of test of relationship and connection. So I'm going to pause there before I get into why personality systems are exciting to me, just that fundamental. It's like, I want to be seen but can I see myself first before I go to you? Can I, it's the quote that I put on Instagram last week was about that. So rather than bringing up some piece of content that I find super exciting, but not knowing why I find it super exciting and feeling somehow 
understood by you because you're excited about it or seen by you, can I do the same thing for myself? I'm sure you're going to have a way of saying this that's much simpler and clearer than a pause. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure that I will, but I am experiencing a sense of the difference as you're putting this forward here, the content, the center of the of the focus is about you and about your relationship to your own curiosity. Like there was this question that you were holding, which is, why am I excited about this? What excites me about this? You don't have the answer and you want to know that answer. And I want to know that answer too. And I am very interested in that. As, a, as you named it, I got really, my awareness became brighter, like in the meditation, this is a good connection, like in the meditation today, when we were focusing on vision, and when, when we came into awareness of vision from hearing, the sense of vision gets a little brighter, it's like, there's just like a little light on your vision. Well, that's similar to the experience I just had when my my spark my curiosity was alive which happened when you were it happened more intensely it was there as a baseline but it got brighter the lights inside me got brighter when you said that i am curious about you didn't say it that way but you said i am i want to know why i'm excited about this that light got brighter inside me like I want to know that too. And then, and then in that clear, in that light, it was very clear to me, the difference between being excited about the personality system and being excited about what excites you about the personality system. <laughs> and to me, and it's not that one is good and one is bad. It's just one is bright to me and one is fine is neutral. You know, it's the wallpaper back there. It's, it's, it's cool. And I imagine there could be something cool in that wallpaper. But for in my perception, what you just named really stood out to me, what you're excited about it. So that is one big piece. And generally, just stepping back into the we space, as I bring my awareness to like, what's happening between you and I, as we talk about this, my perception of that, is a sense of kind of excitement. My sense is that we're both, and you could, you know, validate or, or, or fine tune what I'm saying, but my sense of what's happening in the we space of our kind of mutual exploration of this subject at multiple levels, at the content level, and then at the interpersonal level, that we both have a high degree of interest in both of those. And so it's feeling very good in the we space right now. That's my perception of that. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We will be back next Sunday with part two. Bye, y'all.